0: Hi guys, welcome along to Your Fit Insights. Thanks so much for listening. We're really grateful that you're here. Today, I've got something that I want to share with you that I'm really proud of. Uh, A guy named Murray Davis, who went out of his way uh, about seven or eight years ago to to get me an interview with the high performance manager at the Brisbane Lions, uh, which didn't quite lead to an opportunity with the Lions, but did lead to my opportunity with the Queensland Reds in the internship that I did there in their strength and conditioning department. And I'm forever grateful for that experience and also forever grateful for the friendship that I've I've created with Murray. Uh, Murray is an assistant coach with the Brisbane Lions. He's been there for nine years now. Talks us through his coaching journey, sort of where he came from, how it sort of developed, and the big punt that he took on himself at a time when perhaps not many people would. and how that's worked out. And also the way that he's approaching this whole scenario. I, I'm so grateful that I got a chance to capture this on audio. And I know just out the other side of it, that I'm just a far better dad, far better parent, far better partner and far better coach uh, because of it. And so look, I, I won't steal his thunder um, he's, he's currently doing a, a UQ um, masters of coaching. Uh, and, and a, a very well-educated guy. He he doesn't talk himself up too much. Very player-centric, as you'll hear, which is which is testament to the quality of the man. Uh, but there's a little recording from one of his players that went out of his way to make sure that I I had. Um, it's sorry, his player did. Murray didn't, but his player did, uh, which is a nice little surprise for Murray, who will hear it for the first time when he listens to this back. So. Uh, so thank you again to Murray for his time in recording this. Thank you to you for listening, and uh, and all the very best. Take care, guys. Here's Murray Datus. Thanks for joining us, Muzz. Uh, I thought we might start with where does a Queenslander fall in love with footy? How did that all
1: come about? Yeah, I think it was family. Dad uh, was in the oh, he was in the navy, but based in Melbourne. Uh, and yeah, so grew up. He was born in uh, in Melbourne and grew up, I suppose, with AFL as a sport. So it was really yeah. That's all we knew. Even though school was rugby league, uh, we only ever knew really Aussie rules. So uh, yeah, that's that's how it all sort of began. I suppose it was just a connection with family and the love of AFL. And
0: how did the coaching thing start? Where did this all come from? Did you always want to be a coach? Was it something that you came fairly naturally to you to, to start with? How did it all begin?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I don't think early on for me it was probably I, I had a few injuries through my playing career and I can recall an old coach saying to me, look, it would be really good for you to Uh, stay involved and do some coaching stuff whilst you're out injured because I sort of had a bit of a long-term injury. So I started coaching my younger brother, Evan's team down at Sandgate. And uh, I think they were, yeah. So I I was, I look, in my early 20s and uh, coaching these 12-year-old kids, which, yeah, I think if I had my time again, I'd do things a bit differently. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, look, it it was, and I wasn't, look, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, certainly in both, I wasn't the best player on the side and I, I had to approach my football differently in the sense that I suppose I was always trying to work on my footy IQ and I didn't have all the skills that some other players did. So for me, it was really, really important to have a good understanding of the game and learn how the game was played. And I, th- I think early on, the, the coaching sort of naturally just progressed, I suppose, through um, having to learn a little bit of resilience and Uh, And also, even in my workplace, I I think some of the roles that I held within my working life, um, working with people and managing people and that type of stuff uh, has really contributed to sort of coach I am today.
0: As you speak with such passion and enthusiasm about your players, whenever you get an opportunity to talk about coaching, it's always about the people that you work with. People seems to be your business, your brand. Is Is that what gets you out of bed in the morning?
1: Yeah, it is, Sean. It's, it's, there's so much joy, I think, in just seeing uh, people loving what they do and improving in what they do and just making uh, little wins and celebrating little wins with people. I think if you invest in people uh, and build relationships, it goes a long way to obviously being connected, but it just gives you satisfaction. That's what, as you said, gets me up each morning and and uh, of. of Had nine years at the Brisbane Lions Football Club, and we've had some tough times, uh, yet I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Nine years, uh, it hasn't been all smooth sailing, though. I mean, the year finished with such momentum last year, and you've been building something really special for such a long time. But you're now the longest-serving coach of the coaches at the Brisbane Lions, and this is your third senior coach that you've been under in that time. There's a fair bit of uncertainty around at the moment. Uh, can you give us a bit of insight as to how you've approached each of those different times throughout that nine years, and maybe how you're handling a little bit of the the current state
1: at the moment? Yeah, that's right, and it's uh, it's such a fickle industry, uh, AFL coaching. I mean, the I think when I first joined the coaching ranks at AFL level, the The life expectancy, if you like, was about three, three and a half years. Um, So, yeah, I think it's improved a little bit now. But, uh, look, I've loved – had two years under Michael Voss, three years under Justin Lepage, and and now in my fourth season uh, under Chris Fagan. uh, And I've learned so much from each of those guys. And I think it's really just about – you know, sometimes timing has a lot to do with it. You just have to be the right, <laughs> contracted at the right time. Uh, but also, uh, it's also about the relationships you build with the players because you know, when a coach comes into a new environment, that's the first thing you know, most head coaches will do. We'll talk to the players about the, the coaches. and um, yeah, you know, I like to think that that's something I work really hard on is building relationships with all the players, not just the ones I coach. Mm. Not just the players you coach, you're also the first to come up and, shake anyone's
0: hand as soon as they walk into a room, myself included, it's uh it's a little intimidating when someone of your caliber makes a B B-way for you, big centre half back and, and shakes your hand. It's a lot it's a bit of a relief at the same time though when uh when you do say good day.
1: To nothing, doesn't it, to say hello to someone. So uh, you know it's it's yeah, you know, it's something I think that I learned from my parents about, you know, it's really important to be humble and you know give give your time um, to people. So I've tried to really live by that.
0: Mate, in giving your time to others, it's been evident throughout your career that that's been something that you've done a lot of, gone over and above and beyond for people. Talk us through your initial decision to make coaching your profession though. That was a real leap of faith, wasn't it? At a time when it might have seemed a little crazy from the outside in, but there was just something in you that knew this is what you wanted to do, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. It uh look it was unique in the sense that uh look coaching for me, I was coaching at uh Zilmere Eagles and, and unfortunately the, the club uh folded and I was I can recall the timing, you know, it's uh I just completed my level three high performance coaching course down in Canberra and you know, I was in that room with uh Damien Hardwick and Maddie Primus and the two Chris and Brad Scott, you know, who are now will, current AFL coaches and you know, I was pinching myself a little bit that I was down there for the weekend and learning with those guys and I came back to Brisbane I was so excited to you know, I had I suppose arm myself with all this new information and stuff that I was going to put in place and unfortunately I didn't have a club to coach at so uh, it was a initially it was a little bit difficult because I thought oh geez now what am I going to do and uh, i Worked at uh, this sport uh, in the business sector with uh, a company called Heart Sport for about fourteen years, and I suppose I was just at a bit of the crossroads as to what I was going to do. And I just sort of thought, well, here I am. I'm really passionate about coaching, passionate about football. Um, I'm going to go and give it a go and chase a dream, I suppose. So I resigned from my position at Heart Sport, uh, and at that stage, I didn't even have a coaching job, and I didn't have a club to coach at. So uh, yeah, looking back, it was probably quite silly, but um, yeah, it worked out for the best and I got an opportunity to go up to the Northern Territory and, and set up a club up there called the NT Thunder. So that was in 2009 and uh, had three wonderful years up there where I just learned so much and uh, not just about coaching uh, and football, but myself as a person, it was uh, yeah, something I'm very lucky and fortunate that I was able to do. Well, we mate, that is the definition
0: of deep end, isn't it? You you resigned without having a position. Uh, And did you know much about what you were getting yourself into?
1: Look, I hadn't even been to the travelled to Northern Territory. I didn't know that much about uh, Darwin and the remote communities within the NT. And and here, all of a sudden, I was in charge of bringing this group of uh, players together from all over Northern Territory to play for one team. Um, so, you know, as I said, I, I reflect on that time and think, uh, "Geez, you're mad!" And uh, it, it was a lot of hard work involved, but geez, it was good fun. And we were lucky enough to uh, win a premiership in my last year, year there as a as a head coach, which was uh, yeah, a great reward for all the work that everyone put in. And and as I said, it just uh, some of those relationships you you just do you have for life.
0: Well, speaking of relationships and a truckload of hard work, the last nine years certainly hasn't been a walk in the park for you. Uh, And last year probably would have been a fairly big highlight among those years. You've built a significant amount of momentum now and through no fault of your own, all of that has been halted and stopped. How does that feel internally? How are you going personally and and how how are your relationships with the players Currently, how are you maintaining that? It must be such a bizarre feeling like we all are right now to to be going through this waiting period where we don't really know when we can get back into
1: it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a really difficult one in the sense, as you said, because I think there was just so much excitement and so much uh, work had been put in, not just you know, last season, not since you know, Chris Fagan, and even prior to that, because people were involved in list management and so on and so forth, and and then you know, we have a few lean years even under Chris yet you could feel that we were building and towards something what that was you know no one never really knows you, you sort of know what the end point is uh, and you know it takes a lot of hard work to get there but uh, look last year was uh, last season was a lot of fun and and so you're right this whole pre-season it's just been this sense of let's get back out there and continually improve and continually get better and that's what everyone was doing and to sort of be halted, if you like, uh, as you say, through no, no one's fault. Uh, it, it's it's hard because you sort of feel like you're, you're making all this progress and then you've got to almost stop dead in your tracks and try and hit the pause button and then pick things up, hopefully. And that's a little bit of the uncertainty at the moment is probably what's contributing to a little bit of people's stress because... We don't really know when the return date is, what it's going to look like. Are oh, the list size is going to be the same? So there's a lot of uncertainty around the AFL as there is in the world at the moment. So look, our attitude is, yeah, control the controllables and, and, and try and remain upbeat and positive and find different ways to stay motivated because we know that at some stage we'll overcome this and whether it's in business or in sports, whoever can hit the ground running the quickest and the best will give themselves the best advantage. And and that's the way we're approaching it. And and that's the way I'm approaching it as well.
0: How are you going about keeping in touch with everyone? Is it a case by case scenario? Are you giving people their space? Are you doing daily updates? How how have you gone about keeping in touch with your, your crew?
1: Yeah, so a couple of ways. I think it's really important to, yeah, understand the player that you're working with because some guys just do need their space and want their space. So you know, contacting them daily is not for them. Uh, like, So that's really important to understand the player and the person. And some other guys need that regular contact. So I think that's first and foremost. You, you need to have that relationship with your workers, players to be able to establish that. And from there, things like uh, regular WhatsApp chats have, have been good. Um, i've dusted off a few old videos of, of me playing and sent through uh, friendly reminders of uh, what not to do, <laughs> uh, which the boys the boys have found quite humorous uh, so that's been good in this, uh, at this time. I think we've got to still rely on a bit of hum- uh, humor and entertainment so uh, I think yeah, the lads have found that enjoyable um, yeah you know, we've done we've done yeah we've done trivia. Uh, like little trivia things based on the playing group. So it's an opportunity to get to know uh, one another. So, you know, we've got, in my back line, if you like, we've got uh, four, five new players. So, uh, you know, it's a little uh, facts and trivia thing to just keep everyone in the loop as to what everyone's doing. Um, Yeah, so we've tried to do that as well. Uh, And then just regular touch points, I think, Sean, have been really important for us.
0: And you're doing all this while on leave without pay, aren't you?
1: Yeah, well that's right. I, I think you know you've got a choice. Um, you said earlier on, like we didn't through no fault of our own. Yet you've still got a choice in what and how you want to approach this thing. And um, the way I see it is, you know, I I, I want to remain upbeat and um, stay connected to the people that meant a lot to me whether that's you know family or friends or my colleagues and and the guys that I coach so I've just got to uh yeah, try and find ways to do that and and you know it's um it's challenging at times because we've still got uh responsibilities with our families and all that type of stuff that we've got to do we're all about to head into you know, homeschooling and what all that looks like so that'll challenge us again but uh, yeah I, I think it's really important to stay connected to the people that are really important to you and, um, and, and even to an extent of that I'll, I've challenged our guys I'll set them little tasks like um, you know maybe pick up the phone and, and talk to someone that you haven't talked to in a long time uh, maybe go and do something for someone in the neighborhood, um, you know, and then share that information back through our WhatsApp groups and just little challenges like that and celebrate uh, the little wins. We talk a lot about that in our industry. It's really important to celebrate the little wins.
0: Celebrating the little wins, I could not agree more with. It's uh, a huge, huge thing in our industry as well. Uh, Muzz, there is some exciting news for uh, some mums that might have 15 or 16 year old sons and daughters pulling their hair out, waiting for footy to come back. Uh, you've headed back to your grassroots and, and doing some one-on-one coaching uh, with some some young talent.
1: Yeah, it's been really good for me. I've, um, Andrew Ryans has come up with... Um, Uh, one-on-one football uh, is basically the name of his organisation and and, uh, he provides a service where coaches uh, make themselves available for one-on-one coaching Um, and you know it it is no purer than right at this point in time where one-on-ones are all you can do so uh, yeah it's been it's been good it's been great for me to be able to get back and give something back that i've learnt over the time um and pass on a bit of my experience to to people who are interested in still staying active and healthy um and you know i, I really feel for our our kids that you know sport been taken away from them as well so it's just not affecting us at the afl land it's affecting uh you know kids and you know, some of these kids that i'm working with are uh, heading into their year 12 or their draft year of potentially making an AFL list. And uh, it's all been taken away from them. So uh, to be able to have that opportunity to work with some of those, uh, those kids has been really, yeah really good. What an amazing opportunity
0: for these kids to have access to such coaching. I mean, if you took footy away from me at 16, I would have been devastated, but, if you said, oh, by the way, you get to go and hang out with Murray Davis once a week, um, assistant coach of the Lions, I, I think I'd be all right. I think mum would, get all, uh, <laughs> I'd be, I'd, mum would be in the good books with that one, I think, Buzz.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, look, it's it's great for me personally because it allows me to just get out and be active and do what I love doing, which is teaching and coaching. And I think, uh, you know, the, the feedback that I'm getting from the kids and the parents is, has been really positive too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's it's just been something that I'd like to do more of. Uh, it's difficult when you're working full-time. You're pretty time poor as an AFL assistant coach. But uh, during this period, it's just been a, a nice little uh, opportunity that's presented itself and, yeah, it's available to, to – uh, it's a pretty easy process for people to get online and book a coach and you know, away they go.
0: We'll have links to all of that in our show notes so you'll be able to get in touch with – Murray through that specific link. But you've also been doing some work with the business sector as well, Mars, working with a couple of academies and uh and doing some work on the front line with people helping with some strategic direction or whatever it is that the business need has.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably something that um you know, just through having mentors and a really good network of people out there in the business sector and that's been it's been. I've been fortunate enough to be have access to you know boardrooms and meetings and sit in on you know, leadership stuff, and uh, it's probably just passing on a little bit of again of my experience, and but also it's been valuable for me too, just listening to yeah, how businesses go about their day to day stuff. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that we do in the football landscape that are relevant, and uh, I think you know people always have a natural. Um, if you like tendency to sort of want to know what happens at AFL clubland and that type of stuff. So just to be able to share some of that stuff is, uh, is really good. Uh, some of the feedback that I've got is you know, just sharing. Okay. So celebrate little wins. I get the concept yet. How do you measure that? Yes. Uh, what does it look like? all that type of stuff. So just being able to share all that type of stuff's been, uh, been good. And you mentioned there are the academies or Good mates with uh, Simon Black and, and, and looking to do some stuff with the Simon Black Academy. And it's a terrific uh, program that those guys run. So, yeah, it's, it's passed on some stuff there and answered a few questions for the kids over the journey as part of their education as well.
0: Always looking to give. You are one generous man. Thank you so much for your time. It's it's easy to see why you have made the most of the opportunities you've been given and why you're seeing this uh, the way you are. Thank you so much for that insight and uh i know i've certainly taken a lot from it so mate stay safe and well let's make sure this isn't the last time that we do catch up and uh and hopefully we'll we'll speak and be able to see each other in person soon thanks a lot Muzz
1: thanks for having me sean and uh yeah look forward to the next catch up and yeah, stay safe and look after yourself
0: so guys not long after i finished recording this i actually received uh an sms audio file from a mutual contact of Murray and I and I think you know you can theorize and you can talk and you can read a lot about coaching and and I mean you can hear how much work Murray has done however the real endorsement are those relationships that Murray talked about building throughout and this is a recording from a guy at the peak of his powers he's one of Australia's best footballers and Anyway, I won't steal his thunder, but uh, but here's what one of Murray's players thinks of him. Hi, I'm Harris Andrews, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to play under Murray Davis for the last five years as my backline coach. Um, as a coach, Muzz does a fantastic job of building really strong relationships with the players, staff, um he does a great job of keeping a calm head on game day and getting really clear messaging across to the players in what can be pretty frantic uh, situations. And um, I guess he's just a really good guy to have alongside you and um, continue to work on your game day to day. He certainly, for me, um, makes sure that I don't get content with where I am at and um, he's always pushing me to improve. So That's certainly something that I admire about him as a coach and um, he's just a genuinely good bloke and a good friend of mine. So. So guys, there it is. Pretty special guy. I think a pretty special young man too to want to say that and go to the the length that he did to make sure that I got that recording. However, I think if we are to take away whatever it is that we do each take away from that, I'd like to pose a bit of a challenge to you. What would the people that you're really close with and connected to and the relationships that mean the most to you What would they say in in a 40-second soundbite? What would they be trying to relay across about you? What are your greatest strengths, communication, empathy? What are they? And maybe how can you play more to those at this time? Rather than trying to be someone we're not or getting really overwhelmed by this massive to-do list, how can we celebrate the small wins that we can actually win at rather than try and make this something more than it needs to be? and perhaps just waiting for it all to, to be over and done with. Thanks so much for listening and thank you so much to Murray for his time. Please, if you are one of those mums or, or fathers that has a, a son or daughter pulling their hair out that's got a, a, an interest in AFL, I, I couldn't recommend highly enough. I've been connected to Murray and his family for a number of years now and they're the, the highest quality of people as you've been able to hear. And I just um, I'm really hopeful that all this works out in the positive for him however i just can't feel that it won't Uh, you know you hear the quality of the guy and what he's doing to get through it and his approach to it all and i'm certainly a better better parent husband and, and coach at the end of that so so thanks again stay safe and well and we'll speak to you very soon